Radio MD. RadioMD.com. It's health delivered daily. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. With one in 68 children in the country being diagnosed with autism, many parents take on that role of caregiver as well as being a parent. And whether you're a caregiver for a child with autism or somebody with Alzheimer's or any other injury, being a caregiver is never that easy. And my guest today is Kristen Gonzalez. She's president of the Autism Hope Alliance. Welcome to the show, Kristen. So what are some signs that a caregiver is just getting to the end of their rope? You know, the, some of the key signs are a lot of times we're feeling overwhelmed, we're feeling tired, sometimes we're sleeping too much, we're feeling sad, sometimes we lose weight or we gain weight. Any of these red flags are a huge sign that, you know, something's not going right and we really have to start looking at taking care of ourselves. Okay, so of course we have to take care of ourselves or we can't take care of the people that we are supposed to be taking care of. So feeling overwhelmed, tired, give us some more of these. So when you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling tired or sometimes you just feel like you just don't want to get out of bed, I want people to think about, you know, how many of us have been on an airplane and you see the oxygen mask come down, you know, when they give you like all those rules. If once the oxygen mask comes down, you're supposed to put it on yourself first and then you're supposed to put it on our kids. However, in the real world, when we're not in an airplane, sometimes we don't remember those techniques, and so a lot of times we're in a crisis or we're in a state of depression and we're not putting the oxygen mask on ourselves. And so what we want to do is we want to really look at that within ourselves. If we happen to have a significant other or maybe a best friend that happens to see that, so the the people that are listening, and you might, you know, start hearing these red flags for your friends or your family, it's also up to them to kind of maybe step in and, and maybe talk to their, their friends or significant others. And so there's some tips that we can do right now uh, as caregivers. One, and this is a huge one, is to accept help. I can't tell you how many times um, in the beginning of my son's diagnosis that I thought I could be superwoman. I thought I could do it all. And really, I was you know, almost every day going in the corner, curling up in a little ball and crying at some point during the day because I was just so afraid. So the first thing is to really accept help, whether that be from family members, neighbors, um, maybe some friends. Um, The other thing is there's in a lot of states something called respite, and we really want to make sure we're looking um, into that, especially for special needs kiddos. For family members that have um, Alzheimer's, I used to have a grandmother who lived with me the last two years of her life, so I had Alzheimer's on one side and autism on the other side. There are things that we can look into for Alzheimer's as well. I know in the state of California, it's called IHSS, um, which is In-Home Health Services. You can look into um, that for your uh, family member with maybe Alzheimer's that you're also taking care of. It gives you a little bit of relief. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing is to set realistic goals um, because often... We're trying to be super women or super dads. Um, we don't set realistic goals. We have these lists that go on and on, and often we don't even know where to start with. So what we need to do is we need to prioritize our list and really make lists that make sense. So whether it be, you know, I need to go grocery shopping today. I need to pay bills today. Um, I need to, uh, you know, whatever, make sure I, I refill the medication. Those can be the top three things that maybe that's on your sheet today. But you don't need to do, you know, the other 20 things on your sheet that day. Prioritize them, make lists, and be realistic with yourself. 
because we don't want to set up ourselves for failure. We want to set ourselves up for success. And so often we get so overwhelmed that actually puts more feeling of tiredness, more feeling of sadness um, onto us because we're then feeling like a failure. The third thing I would suggest is to really join a support group. Um, support groups are so important, whether that be something at your local church or maybe there um, are just women's groups that you can find in your like, local community or men's groups. There's so many things. Google um, honestly could be you know, something hard to, to navigate, but it's also something that we can really use as a tool. Um, there are many support groups out there for many different things. Um, I know for autism, there's lots of support groups. Talk About Curing Autism has a wonderful support group, and they have different uh, chapters all through the country. And then even for Alzheimer's or things like that, you can Google and find local support groups in your area, which also help you figure out different um, things that you can, like different services you can utilize. So that's really important because it starts to empower you. The fourth thing I think which is really important is to set personal goals. Personal goals are crucial. So a lot of times we give up you know, eating good for ourselves or going to the gym and working out or even just taking a walk or, or reading a good book. Setting personal goals are crucial because you can't forget that this is also your life too. Your label didn't become caregiver the minute that you started helping somebody. You still are your own individual person. So it's important to wake up and take a shower and wash your hair. I know for probably the first year of taking care of my son, to get a shower and get to wash my hair was considered a spa day. That shouldn't be the case. If I was doing some of these other steps, I probably would have been able to reach where I'm at today a lot quicker. So setting personal goals is crucial. And lastly, really seeking um, social support, whether that be going out with your girlfriends or having guys night out or, um, you know, even if you're just meeting up to go walking or whatever it is, a book club, um, whatever you can do, even if it's only once a month, you have to get away from whatever it is you're taking care of. So whether it be the autism world, whether it be the Alzheimer's world, whatever world that is, again, get something completely different out of your, um, and go, go for something totally um, that you would want to have fun with. It could be just, you know, go bike riding or whatever it is with a girlfriend. Um, having that social support is crucial. It is so important, and these are all amazing tips, Kristen, that you've given today, because it really is so important, and I use that same analogy all the time about putting your mask on before you put the others on, and so you absolutely have to take care of yourself, or you're not going to be able to, you know, take care of your loved one. Now, you gave tips on getting support, even joining a group, taking time for yourself, getting out there. What if you're there? And you're the one taking care of somebody, and whether it's just a normal parent-child thing or a child with autism, and they're throwing a tantrum, and you're starting to lose it. What do you tell people that's, to do when <laughs> that happens? That's a great question, and trust me, that's happened to me before many it's times. It's happened to everybody. I feel, yeah, I feel like, first of all, one, realize that you're not alone, and this, and this is nothing different or unique. So just know that other people have experienced or are experiencing the same thing. For me, what I do is, um, I put, and luckily my son's doing a little bit better. He doesn't go through that as much now. But in the past, oh my goodness, I'd make sure he was in a safe area once the meltdown, you know, was over with and got him calm. And then what I did was I took my iPod, I put my headphones on, and I would just go into my room, even if it was for 10 minutes, close the door and just escape 
through music, escape just into my own mind, um, and or even just like flip through one of those magazines that like have all the movie stars in it. That like basically you're just kind of vegging out. I call them my vegging magazines, right? Yeah, you just, just try and take of, your mind off of it for two seconds if you yeah, can. Yeah, even if yeah, even if it's for ten minutes. Or sometimes what I've also done is I've called one of my girlfriends up and I'm like, hey, I just need to talk about anything and everything not related to my life right now. Tell me about a good movie you saw, what's the new TV shows on, or whatever. And even if it was only for five minutes, that little bit of escape really does help. And then as soon as you can, as soon as somebody else comes over to help, whether it be a therapist, whether it be a family member. Then take that time. Take that time and and really (laughs) Now tell people where they can find out more about you. Only about 20 seconds left. Absolutely. Um, So um, definitely check out our website at autismhopealliance.org. And then what you can do is find our Facebook pages and our Twitters, and um, we have lots of great tips and tools um, on there as well. It's AutismHopeAlliance.org. And thank you so much, Kristen, for being with us today. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening to RadioMD.com, and stay well. Well, it was a great show today. I had a lot of fun and learned a lot. I hope you did too. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening and stay well.